the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Oh, we're here. We are live and local from across the hemisphere, around the globe, and back to Green Tree. That's where we are today. Happy Friday to you in what promises to be, I believe, for a lot of fortunate people, a very long holiday weekend. Kath, good to see you. Happy Friday. I breathed the air clearly today, John, or at least more clearly than I was breathing it yesterday at this time. Excellent. Very good. Mm-hmm. How do you feel in your uh, pneumonia state uh, dealing with the remnants of the uh, Quebec forest fire? Uh, one tiny step forward is what I would say. Okay. One tiny step, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. take it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not feeling, you know, uh, you know, all, all sparkly and clean, but, um, you know, the sludge is slowly being removed. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't smell the forest fire today. Do you? No. Did you smell it yesterday? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, someone was barbecuing. It felt like everyone yes. in the world. Uh-huh. That is exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't have that today, and I'm no. glad for it. Excellent. You know what so, I'm going to do? In my home studio, John, my yeah. luxurious home studio, uh-huh. I'm going to reach across to get a copy of today's clock so we Fair know enough. what's happening. Good. Yeah, yeah. We are working mm-hmm. from home once again, because in my uh, pneumonia-ish state, uh, we thought it best to just kind of like lay low for a while, right? No I think that's an understatement. Trying to, uh, you know, let the sludge go around. Uh, mm-hmm. You yourself, uh, Kath, smelling the bus of vacation out you know, the I door am. here. Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm excited about it. Uh, very excited. I feel as if, you know, these last few days I have to work today and tomorrow. Yeah. And then after that, I am free and easy. Good to go. Uh, have you reached the point now, you, you know, uh, you, there's all this frantic activity right? Before you mm-hmm. get out the door. Right. Uh, but, you know, you can feel it. You, you know that there's an escape here coming. Where are you psychologically in that mix? Uh, I appreciate you asking, John, and being concerned about my emotional health. Well, um, I am in a state of anxiety because I haven't done any, anything yet, really. What do you mean? You've not, not, not packed? No, I haven't. <laughs> See, it's not a good sign. Lexi, when no. he laughs at me like that. No, it's, no, it, it's not good. Nothing. Not, yeah, nothing not, going only, on. not only is it hurtful, but it increases my anxiety. Level. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at you. I, you know, I mean, you know, it, it's coming, right? You, well, you know what I just discovered, though, today? The place I'm going uh, has a washer and dryer. Oh, good. So then you don't have so to. So I feel like we're. How much do you have to pack? Not much. No, you're going to be in a bathing suit most it's of the time. It's fine. Right? It's fine. A couple of pairs of shorts and maybe a fine. few t shirts. You're good to go. I mean, is, it know, too, is it too early for me to tell you? Tell me what? Your weekend has begun. Oh, fabulous. Thank you. And to you, sir. Woohoo to you. It's seven minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. Truly, at least in this small corner of the world, all is right and well. Indeed, indeed. Coming up at the five o'clock hour, John, are hot dogs bad for you? We'll tackle this topic. I would say no. 
Also, our friend David French will be back with us talking about America as a beacon of hope. Also, things to do in Pittsburgh this weekend and our Mm -hmm. two uh, Friday features, The Week in Review, which is in the five o'clock hour and This or That coming up at 425. Very nice. We also have a little celebrity birthday thing I'm going to insert in today's Uh program. And uh, we'll talk about the death of Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin, one of my favorites. Yeah, is that Phoebe. right? Really? Oh yeah, I loved Alan Arkin. Forever. I had to look him up because I wasn't what? sure who he was. Oh really? He's been around yeah. forever. Okay. Uh, yeah, a primo uh, on the stage. Uh, his first performance on Broadway, he won a Tony. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty amazing. Enter Laughing, which is also yeah. a very funny film. All right, yeah, we'll talk about Alan Arkin. Uh, news-wise, it's kind yeah. of a busy day. There's some. There's heavy a lot. Going on. I mean, today's mm-hmm. the last day for the Supreme Court to let Holy their smokes. opinions be known. Yeah, and so uh, I've got several things to chat about here in the okay. top four. All right. So then, across the uh, United States, people are cheering or moaning, I guess, depending upon your your perspective, with the Supreme Court. But with that in mind, Kath, give us the news stories of the day. Here's the top four at four. It is Friday. The 30th of June. Mm, Can't believe that. 2023. Mm. Number one, the Supreme Court today threw out the Biden administration's plan to forgive student loans held by 40 million Americans. The 6-3 decision by Chief Justice John Roberts said that while Education (laughs) Education Secretary Miguel Cardona holds some power under federal law to alter the terms of student aid. The massive plan he approved last year vastly exceeded the authority Congress delegated to the executive branch. Hmm. Joining Chief Justice John Roberts were Justices Thomas, Alito, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett. Writing in dissent for the court's three liberals, Justice Elena Kagan said the majority had read into the law a restriction that wasn't there. Now, I don't know if you remember, but Biden himself initially doubted the president's ability to forgive student debt. In a town hall meeting uh, in 2021, he said, I don't think I have the authority to do that by signing it with a pen. But then there was some internal debate uh, researched by his officials, and the president concluded that the emergency powers that Congress had granted were going to be enough. And uh, of course, the uh, justices of the Supreme Court disagreed. Um, yes. Roberts, uh, Chief Justice Roberts, highlighted the hardship that fell on those who hadn't taken on student debt. Imagine, he said, a high school graduate who borrowed money to set up a lawn care business while a classmate instead went to college on a student loan. He said nobody's telling the person trying to set up the lawn business that he doesn't have to pay his loan, even though his tax dollars are subsidizing his classmate. Read more about it at the Wall Street Journal. Number two, also the Supreme Court said today that a Christian graphic artist who wants to design wedding websites can refuse to work with same-sex couples. The court ruled 6-3 for designer Lori Smith despite a Colorado law that bars discrimination based on sexual orientation. Smith had argued that the law violates her free speech rights. Smith's opponents warned that a win for her would allow a range of businesses to discriminate. But Smith and her supporters said that a ruling against her would force artists of all kinds to do work that is against their beliefs. The decision is a win for religious rights and won in a series of cases in recent years in which the justices have sided with religious plaintiffs. Read more about that in today's Associated Press. Number three, one in six Americans, John, now say they smoke marijuana, a share that has eclipsed the number of cigarette smokers, according to Gallup data released today. Expanding the legalization of the drug has led more employees to scrap employee drug testing, instead 
Many companies are leaning on managers to spot signs that their workers are impaired on the job and then to determine what to do about it. For one thing, according to today's Wall Street Journal, some companies say being high at work isn't necessarily a fireable offense anymore. Workplace changes, including the rise of hybrid work, remote work, has made it easier for employees to use drugs without their bosses knowing. And some professionals even say, are you ready for this? Tell me. They feel comfortable using at work. Oh. Who's using at work? Apparently a lot of people are. This could be the end of civilization. Mm-hmm. And number four, the latest research shows one food in particular that can help you live longer. Do you know what it is, John? Kale. It's the bean. Oh. And that's your top four at four. The bean. All right. Well, the, All the, the legumes, John, if you want me to be specific about it, that includes the beans, the peas, the lentils, the chickpeas. Mm-hmm. Really? They're the major component of the daily diet in blue zones. Do you know what blue zones are? No. What is that? Those are communities around the globe where they find a substantial number of people who live long and healthy lives up and past 100 years. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. So um, the chief ones in the world right now, Ikaria, Greece, Okinawa, Japan, Nicoya, Costa Rica, Loma Linda, Florida. No, Loma Linda, California, and the Italian island of Sardinia. Very nice. All right. Uh, I was I was watching the other uh, the, something on TV the other night, and they were talking about lima beans, but, um, which I'm, I'm a fan of. I like. I haven't what? had. I used to eat those all the time when I was little. Buttered lima beans? Yes, that was a big thing in my family. Yours? Like, yeah, yeah, we eat lima beans. Is there a little lima bean, uh, you know, something small? Yeah, there's a mini lima. A mini lima. Okay. Yeah, it looks just like a lima, only it's smaller. Yeah, well, it's kind of funny bringing up beans today because I've been thinking about lima beans. I'd kind of like to have some lima beans. Well, listen, you would be extending your life. Okay. I'm all and you that. might want to have a lentil this weekend, maybe a chickpea. Okay. As I celebrate America. Yeah. Oh. God bless America and the beans. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Come back in a few minutes. We're going to talk about um, the founding fathers and seminary. There's an intersection. Some of the founding fathers went to seminary? Yes. Dr. Thomas Kidd will join us in a few minutes to talk about that. All right. It's first Christian talk. It's the ride home on 101.5 Word FM. That's W-O-R-D. 101.5 WORD. In our daily devotional, Charles Stanley talks about the importance of bearing one another's burdens. Start your day with biblical guidance for helping others delivered directly to your inbox with our station's daily devotional email. Dr. Stanley is joined by many other ministry leaders. It's amazing how your day can be shaped when you start with God's perspective. Subscribe to any of our devotionals or newsletters at wordfm.com slash Subscribe. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. 
Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Beal, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Reuter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Reuter2 today. As a local business owner, you get called every week by marketing companies. We get it. We have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Surroundpittsburgh.com. How is your job to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. I think a narrative, the narrative for a lot of people is that America is a Christian nation mm-hmm. because the architects of the, what, the Constitution, all of that, were, by, were written by men who went to seminary. And these were good and godly men who, if they weren't pastors, at least they had a strong biblical education from the uh, leading foundation to the day. And then as we see the secularization of America... We need to go back to those original founders, recognize their intent for the country, and embrace a Christian worldview. Right. But is that really true? Is that actually what happened? Thomas Kidd is with us from Baylor University. He is the author of several excellent works, and we'll talk about those as he joins us. But uh, Thomas wrote a piece uh, called How Many of the Founding Fathers Went to Seminary. It's online at the Gospel Coalition site. Thomas, welcome back to the show. How are you today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. So, Thomas, there is this segment of, uh, I would say, Christian culture, which repeats this idea around this time of year, July 4th, that the founding fathers were really Christian men who wanted this to be a Christian nation. They were educated in Christian principles. And in fact, half or maybe 29 of the signers of the Declaration of Independence had seminary or Bible college degrees. So you're a historian. What do you say? Well, I think most of the ideas that you listed there about the the Christian influence on the founding and that sort of thing, I mean, I, I definitely can agree with. I think the problem comes when we start applying terms that are familiar to us today, like seminary and Bible college, to the founders uh, and saying that they went to seminary or Bible college. The problem is, is that there were no seminaries or Bible colleges in America in 1776. And so I, I think the problem is is that we try to fit them into categories that make sense to us in 2019, forgetting the fact that they are uh, people of a very different time and place when, you know, in 1776, there were only nine colleges in America, and certainly none of them would have been 
considered Bible colleges or seminaries. I see. But uh, did anyone, anyone have any, what we would consider serious biblical training from one of those nine colleges? Well, anybody among the founding fathers who went to college, of course, some very important founders like Washington and Ben Franklin didn't go to college, but the ones who did go to college, uh, they would have all received training in the Bible. Because, I mean, in a way, the the, the problem with this kind of Christian America uh, history writing is is that it misses the more profound ways in which America was a Christian culture in 1776. I mean, so all education in 1776 in America was deeply biblicist. And then the ones who didn't go to college, like Ben Franklin, um, you know, knew the Bible really, really well because he grew up in a Puritan family. And so I, I think that we just, we miss the the way that America was different in 1776 by these kind of facile characterizations about Oh, they went to Bible college or, or seminary because we think, oh, well, the world they lived in must be just like our world today that has secular schools right. and it has Bible colleges and it has seminaries and, you, you know, formerly Christian schools yeah. and all this. That's just not the landscape that they lived on at all. So, Thomas, why do we do this? I, I guess my the question I have is the deeper source of this. There's something in us, um, and by us, I mean American Christians, uh, at least a segment of us, which longs for the country to have been what, like a modern day Israel? I mean, I guess I don't, I don't get why that is so important. Well, I think part of it is just generally Americans tend to be kind of bad at history. (laughs) So, and unfortunately, a lot of Christians fit into that description too. But I I think that when you look at the attachment to the founders, the desire to say they were all born-again believers, um, I think does have to do with the way that we confuse American national history and our Christian devotion sometimes. Um, and, And so if you are really attached to American civil religion, and you blend that with your Christianity, then I think there's an impulse to say, no, all the founding fathers have to be Christians because the American founding is really important to my faith. Right. Um, and, and I think that gets off track in terms of what traditional Christianity is actually supposed to be. Right. But, Thomas, in your piece, uh, how many of the founding fathers went to seminary, you, you talk about this basic truth that most people, and especially the founding fathers, their biblical, biblical literacy far surpasses most people who are walking the streets of America today. It does. And, and, and so, I mean, sometimes when I get on this line of discussion, people think, oh, what do you, you, you're some kind of secularist or something, which I am not at all. I mean, I'm an evangelical, you all, you all know. And, and I think that we, we get confused about these things where you have someone like Ben Franklin who called himself a deist, right? So that, that's how we know he was a deist. Is because right, he said he, he was. Right, because he said he was. Uh, and, and he knows the Bible backwards and forwards. I mean, so, you know, we, we think about deists, we think oh, they're like an atheist or something, you know, we have today, the new atheists who tend to know nothing about the Bible, right? But, but Franklin is so different from most of the kinds of people we're familiar with that he considers himself a deist, and yet he grew up in a devoutly Christian family 
and he and he respects the Bible. I mean, so who who's like that today? Uh, you know, almost nobody. And and Jefferson, I think, is very similar. Jefferson, it's true, he's a skeptic, uh, and he doesn't believe in, in things like the resurrection. Um, but he knows the Bible really, really well. In fact, throughout his adult life, he routinely write, reads the Bible in Greek. Right? Wow. So, so, I mean, his, his, their level of biblical knowledge, because it's, they just live in a biblicist culture, mm-hmm. can put many Christians' Bible knowledge to shame today. Right. Yeah. And I think it's certainly reasonable to assume that their knowledge of of a biblical worldview informed how they saw ideas of freedom and how they saw ideas of personal responsibility um, and all and a lot of the core values that made America what it was. So acknowledging that is important as well, do you say? I, absolutely. And I mean, so with somebody like Jefferson, uh, you know, I don't agree with him about his views of the resurrection and he doesn't believe in the miracles of Christ and so forth. So I think he's wrong on those things. But when it comes to the issue of human equality, for instance, you know, he he makes what to him is a very common sense kind of statement of, that all men are created equal and that they're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. And so, you know, how how does he know that we're equal? Because God created us equal. And, and what else could it be? I mean, he lives in this sort of pre-evolution world. So... You know, even someone like Jefferson, he couldn't imagine where humankind comes from other than being created by God. So, you know, on some specifics of Christian doctrine that are really important, I think he's gone off track. But on a, you know, living in a kind of creative worldview where God is the author of humankind and morality and all those sorts of things, Jefferson takes what I would consider a very biblical kind of view. Mm-hmm. Thomas Kidd is with us from Baylor University. He is the author of many excellent works. His latest is called Benjamin Franklin, The Religious Life of a Founding Father. Now, the problem is, Thomas, of course, often, right, this is how it works in evangelical Christianity, that we are often our own worst enemies, that there are people who are, you know, scholars, so-called scholars, someone like um, David Barton who espouses exactly the opposite of what we're talking about. And so he becomes known as a Jesus, a liar for Jesus. And that narrative continues, that false teaching in some ways continues out in the world. Right. And and I think, you know, I've had my track record with David Barton. And, and I mean, the truth is, is that he and I probably agree on many issues about, you know, the importance of Christianity in the founding. I absolutely agree with, with that. But the trouble comes when you start uh, twisting facts and saying, oh, well, they, these people went to Bible colleges and seminaries. And then the secularists look into it and they say, huh, there are no seminaries and Bible colleges in America in 1776. And so then you get this kind of liars for Jesus narrative because I think history is being presented in an inaccurate and cautious way mostly just for insiders, mostly just for the already converted. And so the secularists sit back and they laugh at us evangelicals because we, you know, we believe in this, this kind of, uh, you know, false narrative. And, and I, I think what's so sad about it is that in, in a lot of ways, the essential point that somebody like Barton is trying to make is not a bad point, which is that Christianity played a really formative role in the American founding. It's just that the ways that people like him go about making it is often dicey at best. 
Thomas Kidd's been with us from Baylor University. Thomas, we love when you're with us. We always appreciate your contributions to the program, and uh, happy Independence Day. Thanks. Happy Fourth of July. Right. Roofing, Siding, Remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. Want it done right? Call Doing It Right. It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out something that can't vanish into thin air learn the truth in swiss america's shocking report the secret war on cash this all-out war against cash is a war against the constitution against all freedom loving americans you must read the secret war on cash get your free copy by calling or texting 800-630-1495 that's 800-630-1495 this all-out war on cash digital forms of currency too is growing daily so please get and read the secret war on cash free to salem listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495. America, America, God shed his grace on me. And wow, hasn't the Lord blessed us here in America? Hi, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, and our family is just so thankful to live in this great country. So let's celebrate with a good old-fashioned chicken barbecue meal at the Springhouse. My brother Sam and his four boys will fire up the barbecue pit outside and cook long and slow the chicken quarters, dousing them every five minutes with our secret butter vinegar sauce. Keep cool inside the Springhouse Sun Porch and enjoy all our most popular family recipe sides to go with a barbecue chicken hot off the pit. Summer's a great time to top off this meal with a toasted almond fudge ball or a mud-covered dirt ball. Take a spin down our hillside slide and let the baby calves lick your fingers for a memory-making experience on the farm at the Springhouse, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, 724-NEW-ROOF. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. A vehicle is stolen once every 40 seconds in the United States. The cost adds up to over $6 billion a year. But there are steps you can take to help put the brakes on vehicle theft. Roll up the windows completely. Don't leave valuables in the car. Take the keys or the fob with you. Lock the doors. If you have information on vehicle theft, contact the NICB. Reach us at 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. Air quality alert remains in effect. Partly cloudy tonight and humid with a thunderstorm in the area. Air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups, the low 65. Variable cloudiness tomorrow, a thunderstorm or two. It'll be humid. Once again, air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups, the high 84. Variable cloudiness Sunday with a couple of heavy thunderstorms. They could be strong, maybe severe. It'll be humid with a high of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
It's time now for This or That. It's our Friday feature, uh, a weekly dive into the ridiculousness, the randomness of things. I've got a list. Kath has a list. Kath, because it's the 4th of July, my list is comprised of famous Americans and or famous American events. All right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. George Washington, Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I will go with Honest Abe. All right. Oh. Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin. Uh, I'll go with Ben. Okay. MLK Jr., Rosa Parks. Oh, uh, I'm going Rosa today. Okay, very nice. She was, she was she was one she was one person who stood who up, just did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like Sagajewia. Yeah. Pocahontas. <laughs> I knew. You knew it was coming. <laughs> Go yeah. I'm going to pick Pocahontas, not the one in the Disney movie, but the Thank actual you. one. Okay. Henry Ford. Yeah. Steve Jobs. Uh, Henry Ford. Yeah. The automobile. Helen Keller. Annie Oakley. I don't see how I can go against Helen. Okay. Henry David Thoreau. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Uh, neither. What? Neither. Uh, okay. If I have to, because it's this or that, right? You're about to lecture me. I'll, I'll go Emerson. Thank you. Thomas Edison. Nikola Tesla. Oh, Tesla got a little bit of a shaft. He got a big rat, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going with Tesla. All right. Eleanor Roosevelt, Jackie Kennedy. Oh, Eleanor. Yeah, mm-hmm. Eleanor. Rosalind Carter, Betty Ford. Oh, they were, uh, uh, Betty. Mm-hmm. Rachel but Carson. But I like Rosalind a lot. Rachel Carson, Jane Goodall. Oh, Rachel Carson, of Thank course. Thank you, Yes. Sitting Bull. Crazy horse. <laughs> uh, I'll go sitting bull. All right. We're moving into a little different area here. To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. The Great Gatsby by F. Scott. Oh, Fitzgerald. they're both so excellent. Mm-hmm. They're both so excellent. Uh, how am I supposed to pick between those two? I don't know. Uh, okay, To Kill a Mockingbird. But I, I love them both. Moby Dick by Herman Melville. The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Huck Twain. Finn mm-hmm. every day of the week. Right. Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. The Grapes of Wrath by John oh. Steinbeck. Uh, you know what? I never read either one. What? Never read either one. Did never read either one. Uh, uh, so I'm going to say uh, Grapes of Wrath because you like it. All right. The Invention of the Light Bulb by Thomas Edison. The Invention of the Telephone by Alexander Graham Bell. Uh, based on what we're doing right now, I say telephone. All right. Okay, my last one. The Apollo 11 moon landing, the D-Day invasion of World War II. D-Day invasion, John. Right, very nice. D-Day invasion. Thank you. Of course, July 4th coming up. And so I have for you, John, a similar thing. It's the mm-hmm. quintessentially American edition All right. of this or that. So each thing, quintessentially American. Are you ready? God bless America, you're saying. Apple pie or Abe Lincoln's beard? <laughs> well, I've never been tempted to eat Abe Lincoln's beard, so I'm going with the apple pie. Y'all or yins? Yins, 100% yins. Bald eagles or summer camp? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm doing bald eagles. Yeah, I've done plenty. Football or pickup trucks? Oh. Uh, football. The way we think everyone everywhere speaks English? Or the way we gesture wildly and talk loudly when someone doesn't understand us. That's it, yeah. Gesturing wildly. Yeah, that's very American. Inches or pints? Oh, inches. 
Aren't they both dumb? Aren't pints dumb? Yes. What, and quartz? That's so dumb. Pints, Why are we quartz, still doing that? Uh, firework, the song by Katy Perry, or mm. actual fireworks? Oh, actual fireworks. <laughs> Times 10. <laughs> Number eight, being vegan or talking about being vegan? Oh, yeah. I'll just talk about being vegan. And give me a steak. <laughs> Uh, number nine, the Smithsonian or the Air and Space Museum? Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going with the Air and Space Museum, even though you want to see the whole of the Smithsonian. I, I would do the same thing, I have American to say. Attic. Yeah. All right, continuing on with the quintessentially American edition of this or that. Uh, yeah. Lighting things on fire recreationally yeah. or grilling multiple proteins for just one barbecue? Yeah, no, I think we should fire it up. Give me the fireworks, <laughs> please. Yeah, please. <laughs> Yeah, fired up. All right. Uh, Dolly Madison or Betsy Ross? Oh, oh. Mm. Uh, you got to go with the flag. Give me some Betsy Ross. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Monticello or the White House? Mm, mm. Yeah, I'm going with the White House. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I think that's, a, I think that's uh, an incorrect opinion. Okay. Uh, the Lincoln Memorial or the Jefferson Memorial? Uh, Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, okay. Mm. Bulk food shopping, John, or splitting one check with five or more credit cards? Oh, that's the worst. Bulk food shopping, yeah. Okay. I'm going to Costco. Uh, corn dogs or grilled hot dogs? Grilled hot dogs, times 10. Puerto Rico or Guam? Mm. <laughs> well, without Puerto Rico, I wouldn't have West Side Story. I'm doing Puerto Rico. <laughs> Calling sports teams that win American League's world champions or putting clothes on a dog? <laughs> putting clothes on a dog. Very, very American. 101.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New, new, new music. New music from Riley Clemens, loved by you. Do not worship you from Mercy Me. So who am I, who am I to not worship you? And My Light by Colton Dixon. You will be my, 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 my. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Take as little as three minutes to see if you could save on motorcycle insurance with Progressive. Come on, you've spent more time than that trying to name your bike. Hmm, how about the Crusher? I guess it's not really crushing anything. The Silver Bolt? No. Oh, oh what about Pepper? Mysterious. Is it a pet or a condiment? Surprise! It's a motorcycle. <gasps> That's stupid. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hi, Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Step up your grilling game with our Solaire Portable Infrared Grills. Our Compact Everywhere is a favorite of RVers and trailer pullers. Solaire Infrared provides the quick sear for bar marks and texture needed to properly finish sous vide. Use a portable alongside your larger conventional grill to create an instant sear zone and more juicy and flavorful food. Learn more at BestHotGrill.com. Affordable, powerful, portable infrared grills at besthotgrill.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands. 
thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. A lot's changed across America since the Dobbs decision that sent uh, the regulation for abortion from the federal government back to the states. And uh, the the anniversary was just last Saturday. And so there's been a lot of discussion. There's been a lot of pieces written and uh, most of them opinion. There's been some reporting done, but most of it's been opinion over what the last year has looked like in America, the the nations across uh, or the uh, states across the nation who have decided to impose more strict abortion bans, uh, those who have like New York State or Vermont basically opened it up to anything. Um, you can abort a baby uh, in Vermont uh, legally up and pretty much up until the time it's born. Uh, so I, I, with interest, I read this story today in ABC News, and this is what it says, John. Check this out. Uh, nearly 9,800 Additional live births occurred in Texas the year after a strict abortion ban went into effect in 2021, according to a new analysis. Almost 10,000 plus babies than the previous year. Yeah. Now, now let me just say now for those of you who are just joining us on the program for the first time, um, I'll let you in on something uh, that I am uh, a pro-life person. John's a pro-life person. So that's the perspective that we're going to come from in having this conversation. Um, I want to be upfront about that. In the study that was published yesterday, John, a team from Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health looked at available data live births in all 50 states and the District of Columbia between 2016 and 2022. Then they went on to use statistical modeling to estimate what birth counts in Texas would have looked like before, like when Roe versus Wade was still in effect. Okay. And then what's happened in the last year. So uh, the end result is this, the actual number of births in this period was two hundred ninety-seven thousand dollars, not dollars. Two two hundred ninety-seven thousand eighty-eight babies, and that is nine thousand seven hundred ninety-nine more live births in just the state of Texas, which is an enormous state, um, than there would have been when Roe versus Wade was in effect. So the ABC News article, John, goes on to say this: Allison Germel an assistant professor in the Johns Hopkins School of Public Health Department told ABC News that the findings highlight how thousands of people may not have had a choice but to continue an unwanted or unsafe pregnancy due to the ban. Okay. Now, 
it, it is really surprising to me that you look at a number like 9,799 and don't yeah. come to the initial conclusion that you came to, John. We'd never talked about this before going to air that, oh, my gosh, that's 10,000 people who are alive in Texas who would not have been alive. Yes. During Rovers Away. And but Allison, I believe I pronounced her name wrong, Jemel from Johns Hopkins looks at the same number and sees thousands of people who may not have had a choice but to continue an unwanted or unsafe pregnancy. Well, you could see that. I mean, you could make that case, right? That well, I had it's no the same choice. number. Yeah, it's the same, same number. number. So all uh, the my point in bringing this up is that it shows that perspective is everything. Of course. In this issue. Perspective is absolutely I saw that number and the first conclusion I jumped to is holy smokes, if we found something that was going to save the lives of ten thousand Texans in the next year, yeah. I feel like that would be front page news. Heck yeah, it would be. Of course they would say would there's be. this maybe there's some kind of mosquito that's killing people in Texas and we found a vaccine for it or we found a remediation right. for it or something like that. Wouldn't that be incredible? We're saving sure. ten thousand lives in texas alone that would be something that we congratulate each other about and we'd yeah. be thrilled about and all those sorts of things but there is no place zero place in the abc news story where they ever acknowledge that this is ten thousand people yeah. actual people who are alive they just call it nine thousand seven hundred ninety nine more live births they never Not babies they never call them children. They never call them babies. They never call them humans. They never call them people. Right. Well, I mean, you shouldn't be, of course, you're not surprised by that. I'm you not know, surprised is, by it. This is liberal news media and, and how they spin things. That's all. Right. I mean, that's it's, where we are in this country. It is. And but this again, remember, I said at the beginning of the segment that there's there's been a lot of opinion pieces and some reporting done. Well, yeah. this is under the guise of reporting. But this is not reporting. No, of you know, th this is an opinion piece. There are many different ways that the writer of this from ABC News could have said this. They could have said, you know, 9,799 more live births. And, you know, uh, depending on your perspective, people would look at this as, you know, they could talk about it in a lot of ways. But according to ABC News, there's just one way to look at it. Right. Right. And the it, only way to look at it is that there are thousands of people who may not have had a choice but to continue an unwanted or unsafe pregnancy. And are you saying that nowhere in the article is the word baby mentioned? No, Nothing. no, not I mean, one place. I think that to me, that's the most telling aspect of it. Nothing. Right. right. Nothing. It's never it's never mentioned. And it's never even indicated that there's any possible way that that might be something to celebrate. Mm -hmm. of course it's not. only something to mourn, which I think is just I, I and I wonder if if. If I sat down across the table from the person who wrote this article, I wonder if if maybe they're so inside their worldview and I'm so inside mine that we can't possibly see each other on this. But I look at this article and think there I can't believe this is this is put out by a major news source and I can't believe this is called reporting. I can't believe that you wouldn't go as far as to ask, OK, let's let's go and see. Let's meet a couple of these kids who wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for the new regulation on abortion in the state of Texas. Or perhaps more telling, if you talk to, you know, say 10 women before they had this baby, 
you know, as you know, the reporting here, perhaps under duress. And then three months after the fact that they've had this baby for, you know, 90 days, what are the feelings pre and post? That would be such that would, great idea. Yeah. Just That's curious. an excellent article. Well, but it's not the well, article that was written. See that. You're not going to see that, of course, right? Not from a major news organization. No. So I think it's still in spite of the uh, and we read. Uh, newspapers every single day. I'm not trying to be one of those people that talks about how horrible the mainstream media is because I don't think they're horrible all the time. I think on this issue, though, they are. Well, what do I you mean, think? It, it's always this the source of information. That's all you and you got to you got to realize, of course, you know, you're reading from X publication or this newspaper. Uh, you should be uh, well aware enough of, you know, their politics because every media outlet and I, there is nothing that's neutral media anymore in this country. Every media outlet has a perspective and all it takes is a little bit of reading and a little uncovering to see, you know, where they're coming from. Is this a right leaning organization or a left leaning organization? And if you know that as you go in to read, then, you know, you'll take the perspective of, OK, well, this is what they're talking about. And, and I understand from their left or right perspective. That's all. Here's, uh, yes, that's all true. But I also feel like there's something that is lacking in the way we're looking at issues today, especially from uh, uh, from a reporting perspective. I always bring up the, uh, I think it's the preface to David Aikman's book called The Mirage of Peace. David was the Jerusalem correspondent for Time Magazine back when Time Magazine was like, you know, the the news magazine of the day. Uh, he did that for more than 20 years. And in his book on peace, he talks about how impossible it is to be unbiased in your reporting. And he would know he was a reporter for you know his entire career and recognizes that his bias infiltrated everything that he wrote. He said, but I do believe it is possible to be fair. Yeah. And I think that's really good. So it's not none of us are unbiased, but I think if we try we can be fair. And I don't feel like this article that I'm talking about on ABC News is trying. And I don't feel like there are many articles that do. You know, what's interesting, you know, since the demise of the newspaper, right, and it's unmistakable that you know, the news industry has gone a cataclysmic crush uh, of their product. Um, you know, it's certainly different than it was in the you know 70s, 80s and 90s. Thousands and thousands of newspapers have gone out of business. But there was a time where there were schools that were, you know, known for their journalism, um, you know, ethos. Right. Mm -hmm. We were right. We're producing the next generation of quality uh, reporters, quality producers, quality editors, all that. I, I tend to think that's kind of gone by the wayside now. And you see now. Uh, you know, w whether it's at, at demonstrations or whatnot, the rise of so-called citizen journalists, right? And sure. uh, it, it, their credentials probably dubious in some ways, people who are interested in the events without probably in most parts much schooling, but want to produce and write. And they go on the web and they produce these things. And, of course, they're read by, you know, thousands, 10,000 or maybe 100,000 or more people from a citizen journalist perspective. That's all. I mean, we, you lose something now with the with the the newspaper and media empires crumbling. Uh, you know, door to door sort of neighborhood journalism has gone by the wayside to hold people accountable. That was the power of journalism in its heyday. I mean, you know, look at um, Woodward and Bernstein. That's a classic mm -hmm, case. Right. These guys held you know Nixon and the administration accountable. That's gone by the wayside now, and we're in, in a different era where anyone essentially can be a journalist. And so it's not it's not a story. 
but it's more opinion. Yeah, than and I, I and I can see how the citizen journalist arose, but it's still. I, I, I feel like there's something sad about the fact that there's no editorial control still. And I, and you're going to say, well, do you want it both ways? I guess I kind of do. I, I want editors who are interested in fairness, who can, you know, populate a newspaper with people who are concerned about fairness. Well, I, and it's, I, it's not so much fairness anymore. It's more clicks. Right. It is. It's more clicks and it's advocacy. Right. Anyway, we need to take a step away. But when we come back, I've got a couple of celebrity birthdays to throw John Hall's oh, away. Okay. See how so. close he can get to the age of those people. Plus, Prince Harry's lawyer has put a price tag today on uh, the lawsuit that he's filing against uh, those who were trying to get into his phone. Uh, we'll talk about it all coming up next because it's the Friday edition. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. You may have heard some talk about the ERC. That's the Employee Retention Credit. It's a federal program that provides small business owners like you up to $26,000 per W-2 employee in payroll tax refunds to your business. What's not to like about that? Just one call to Careful Accounting Associates at 800-315-8175 is all it takes to find out if you qualify for quick funding with one of our accredited funding partners in as little as 72 hours. Our process has been thoroughly vetted by a team of experienced tax attorneys and CPAs, and our refund specialists will work tirelessly to get you every penny your business deserves. Plus, with our exclusive audit assistance guarantee, your business is protected. Call Careful Accounting Associates now at 800-315-8175. See if you qualify for an ERC advance payment and get the cash your business needs to succeed. That's 800-315-8175. Your small business may qualify to receive up to $26,000 per W-2 employee in employee payroll tax refunds. Call 800-315-8175 now. If you've been praying for healing, this may be your moment. Billy Burke of Billy Burke World Outreach returns to Pittsburgh July 9th and 10th. Get ready for a transformative spiritual experience like none other and witness an evening of healing and divine encounters with renowned evangelist Billy Burke at the Doubletree by Hilton and Cranberry, 7 p.m. Sunday, July 9th, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday, July 10th. Come expecting a miracle. Details at BillyBurke.org. If you're looking for a great book that explores the character and work of Jesus, contact Truth For Life today and request a copy of the book, Confronting Jesus, Nine Encounters with the Hero of the Gospel. Each chapter unpacks a different role that marks the work and nature of Christ, such as his role as king, teacher, healer, and servant. Get your copy today at truthforlife.org donate. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Walnut Grove Christian School in West Mifflin. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. About one in three women will have an abortion by age forty-five, and nearly half of abortions are among women twenty-four years old or younger. This is Dr. David Stevens of the Christian Medical Association. Deciding to have an abortion has got to be the most difficult decision a woman may ever make in her lifetime, but nothing can justify the intentional taking of innocent life. Talk with your doctor about life-saving options.
every once in a while. I pull out a couple celebrity birthdays because John Hall has a weird ability to know how old people are. It's a very thin, you know. Yeah, whatever. Thin talent is what it is. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to support you in your retirement, no, but I, whoa, whoa. I'm saying Go it's a lot closer. Go throw something at me. What do you got? Yeah. It's a lot closer. Okay, I got two um, two athletes who are celebrating birthdays today. Okay. Um, do you want the older one or the younger one first? Uh, yeah. Let me go the younger one. The younger one first. Michael Phelps oh. is celebrating a birthday today. You may have heard of him. I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Phelps. Uh, he I still believe... have. I, I believe he still has the record for most uh, Olympic medals and most Olympic golds. Uh, most Olympic medals. I think somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty-eight or twenty-nine. That's so crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, so Michael Phelps is not, you know, by any standard, an old man. Uh, I think the last Olympics he uh, appeared in was 2016, right? Okay. So that's a while ago, 16, 17, 18. Um, so in your prime to be in the Olympics and to win gold, you had to be, you know, 28, 29, 30 or so. Um, so um, Michael Phelps, I- I'm guessing 36? 38. 38. Yes. Okay, not bad. Still close, though. In the ballpark, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the older of the two, but with the same name, another Michael. This is Mike Tyson. Celebrates oh. a birthday today. Is it? Oh, those two share a birthday. The baddest <laughs> man on the planet. I mean, yep. Mike Tyson. I Say what you will. Holy smokes. I mean, there was a time that Mike Tyson was incredible tabloid fodder. What a, a ferocious. I mean, the most terrifying fighter, I believe. And, you know, you've seen a lot of guys like, you know, the greats, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier and Michael Spinks and all these guys, Rocky Marciano, way, way back. But Michael Spinks, there was something that was incredibly deeply Mike savage about him. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike Tyson. <laughs> I don't see what Michael Phelps in the ring. Mike Tyson in the ring was savagery. I mean, he would go with people. He would knock people out in like nine seconds. Um. He's up there. I, I mean, Mike Tyson has ref, reformed himself in some way, or his image, I should say. I mean, appeared on Broadway for a, any number of oh, uh, yeah. shows. Oh, yeah. What was that? I forgot It was a one-man show. And Mike's, Mike Tyson stood on a stage and told story after story after story. Yeah, he's a fascinating figure. I like him a lot. I'm a fan. Um, Mike Tyson. So it was a one-man show. Yeah. He just stood on stage and told stories about his oh, life and God. times. Mike Tyson. Uh 50, 58, 57. Hey, not bad. Okay. Very good. nice, John. Okay. Happy birthday, My happy Mike birthday Tyson. to Michael Phelps Michael and Phelps. Mike Tyson. All right. All right. Uh, while we're talking about celebrities, let me tell you this. This is from today's Daily Mail. Prince mm-hmm. Harry's lawyer put a price tag today on the prince's lawsuit, according uh, accusing the publisher of the Daily Mirror mm. of hacking his phone Jeez. and using other unlawful means to dig up dirt in the early years of his royal life. So there there it's going to be uh $406,000 is How what much? he's $406,000. That's is all. what yep is what they're going to be suing for. I'm surprised for. they didn't go for like, you know, $10 million. Right. Well, How I think you... because Prince Harry has more money than, right. you know, the nation put together. He probably just wants an admission of guilt more than anything. Yes, that's that is what he wants. How Um, do you pack someone's phone and make those all that public? I mean, talk about nefarious media. I can't believe that anyone makes their living doing that. It's just so skanky. Look, they killed his mom. I mean, mean, it's just horrible. It's horrible. 
I hope he wins. And me believe too. me, I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm no fan of the Royals. I'm no fan either, but I'm totally on his side here. Yeah, me too. Uh, Mirror Group Newspapers has paid more than 100 million pounds. That's more than $127 million in other phone hacking lawsuits what? over the years. Oh, like, boy. what kind of low-life career path is that for these people? Well, here's the deal. can't get uh, over it. It must sell. It must get, get clicks. People want yes, to know. Yes, I right? know. So that's why they're in the business of that. Talk about low-ball media. Okay, we'll take a quick break. That's the 4 o'clock hour. Coming up, uh, 5 o'clock, we got some uh, weekend review. All that straight ahead. It's first Christian talk. It's the ride home. WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey 78 Patriot with SRN News I'm John Scott a Christian graphic artist who wants to design wedding websites can refuse to work with same-sex couples that's according to a 6-3 decision by the U.S. Supreme Court It's a defeat for gay activists who have succeeded in getting anti-discrimination laws passed in many states and cities. President Biden says the fight is not over after the Supreme Court kills his student debt relief plan. In a 6-3 decision, the high court blocked the president's plan to cancel up to $20,000 in student loan debt. The conservative majority ruled that Mr. Biden overstepped his executive authority. Consumers barely increased their spending last month, boosting it up just one-tenth percent after a solid six-tenth percent gain in April. The inflation index shows that prices rose 3.8 percent in May from 12 months earlier. This is SRN News. Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the My Slippers the number one selling MyPillow product. And I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. Hey, this is John Hall. When you use my promo code WORD, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout, these will sell out, so act now. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for $25, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for this incredible offer. It won't last long, so please order now. They are our cuddlers and co-workers, purr machines and love bugs, and constant companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life so much better. When we face unexpected challenges in life, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people who love their pets and the pets who love their people, ensuring these families stay exactly where they belong, together. And you have something to offer. With an open heart and mind, there is nothing you can't do. There's no gesture too small or too big when it comes to helping. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. You can help keep pets and people together. Visit PetsAndPeopleTogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 
Believe it or not, I haven't paid full price for summer must-haves in as long as I can remember. With the epic deals at Kohl's right now, you won't need to either. I saved on so many great finds, like cute tees for just $7.99 and outdoor furniture for 50% off. And the cherry on top was earning Kohl's cash on all of it. So take it from me. You need to get to Kohl's ASAP. Select styles. Offer ends July 4th. Sun exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. And they're available in all types of Skechers styles with and without laces. And most are machine washable. Find Skechers slip-ins for kids or mom and dad at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. Air quality alert remains in effect. Partly cloudy tonight and humid with a thunderstorm in the area. Air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups, the low 65. Variable cloudiness tomorrow, a thunderstorm or two. It'll be humid. Once again, air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups, the high 84. Variable cloudiness Sunday with a couple of heavy thunderstorms. They could be strong, maybe severe. It'll be humid with a high of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program have been pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, greetings. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming along. It's a Friday afternoon, and it's a long holiday afternoon as well. So um, if you're fortunate, I think a lot of people are going to try to do this, if you can, right, with your work schedule. It'll be Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Then you're going to take some sort of, like, vacation day or whatnot day, and then you mean on Tuesday, Monday? Yeah, on Monday. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday, of course, is the 4th of July. That would give you four full days in a row. It's kind of like a mini vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's kind of like, it seems like an extensive vacation. Four days. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah very nice. So happy uh, holiday weekend, John. Happy long holiday weekend to you. Now, for our, our uh, listeners who are wondering, uh, can you give us a little update on your physical condition? Diagnosed with uh, oh. pneumonia this week. We're broadcasting yeah. from home, both of mm-hmm. us, so that I don't pick up what you have. Um, you. Tell us how you're feeling. Yeah, uh, I'm on the upswing, I would say. Um, I'm not like, you know, all, all sunshine and flowers, but um, uh, I, I am a lot better than I was even four or five days ago and okay. a lot better than I was two weeks ago. So, you know, I'm, in, I'm ingesting a lot of um, medication and whatnot. And um, I, I hope to be back to, you know, so-called normal at some point in the very near future. All I'm right. optimistic, I would say. Well, that's terrific, yes, John. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very excited about your pharmaceuticals and all of the goodness am, that believe, they're imparting to you. Yes, I am. Thank you. All right. Uh, do you know who Thomas Cromwell was? Thomas Cromwell? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, he was an English statesman and a lawyer. He served right. as a chief minister to, uh, Henry VIII. Right. I was going to say that's yeah. the Tudor reign. Yes. Uh, he was beheaded on orders of the king. Right. Who later blamed false charges for the execution. Now, was uh, he executed because he wouldn't annul, uh, his marriage? Yes, exactly. You know, H- Henry VIII, Henry VIII, of course, yeah. I'm Henry VIII. I am, uh, he of, uh, multiple wives, uh, met opposition. Thomas Cromwell was going, uh, no, this is, you know, 
you shouldn't be doing this, and, and I can show you why. And then Henry VIII said, well, I'll show you why, and off with your head. Uh, there is a very, I mean, Thomas Cromwell was so well known that there is a very famous portrait of, of Thomas Cromwell. Of, of, and um, it hangs in the National Gallery, of course, in London. And um, today, though, it was announced that on that, um, on that famous portrait, he is sitting next to Thomas Cromwell, a prayer book. And that prayer book today uh, has been found, and it is the only link of a prayer book to someone who is a tutor that exists in a sort of scene, a visual format. Isn't oh, that that's cool? cool. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, experts say that they have solved the mystery behind the ownership of the historically important prayer book after they linked it, of course, to the Thomas Cromwell book. Cr- uh, Cromwell's prayer book, the 1527 Book of Hours, is thought to be the only object from any Tudor portrait to have survived to this day, according to historians. Featured, of course, in uh, Henry VIII, the court painter, Hans Holbein is the painter. And uh, it is the third copy of the same prayer book that was also owned by Henry VIII's wives, Catherine of Argonne and Anne Boleyn. Boleyn, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think I was wrong because he did get the marriage annulled. Oh, he did. He did. He helped to engineer an annulment. I'm reading here from the Wikipedia page because that's how little I know about Thomas Cromwell. How about that? Um, He helped to engineer an annulment of the king's marriage to Catherine of Aragon so Henry could lawfully marry Anne Boleyn. But uh, Henry failed to get the approval of the pope for the annulment. So Parliament endorsed the king's claim to be supreme head of the Church of England, giving him authority to annul his own marriage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so the, is, then that's where that comes from then i mean the, you know right now prince charles is the head of the church in england isn't he not yeah exactly uh-huh okay all right well the prayer book uh it didn't do thomas cromwell much good while he was here on earth did it well maybe it did we don't really know though right yeah right it, well it, it he's a really in, he's a very interesting person he was a he was um uh, and I'm not here looking at the Wikipedia pages. I'm actually trying to search my own memory banks. Um, he was a, a, a learned man, and I think he was King Henry's uh, like uh, top of, top official, top advisor. Mm-hmm. Closest to the king. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I'm sorry. I thought I thought he was executed because he would not allow the the annulment to go through. Yeah. So did I. I'm, I'm surprised by that. I feel like I need to. It says. Um, uh, he was beheaded on orders of the king, who later blamed false charges for the execution. What does that mean, false charges? I don't know exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, do do you have something like that in, in your in your library? Uh, a prayer well, I book, have Flannery O'Connor's prayer journal. What? Yeah. Tell me about it's very that. interesting. Wait, Flannery O'Connor published uh, well, this. This was post her life. Yes, it was uh, posthumously. Really? Uh huh. Flannery O'Connor's prayer journal. Yep. Yep. You can purchase like? it. It's a hard, it's a hard backed uh, volume. It's not long. It's probably not more than a hundred and hundred pages maybe. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting, especially if you have read Flannery O'Connor yes, to yes. see the kinds of things she was thinking about. She was dealing with a lot of illness at a very young age. Uh, she wasn't even 40 when she passed away mm-hmm. from lupus. Uh, so, yeah, I I very much like that. I also have uh, a di- – this is a famous book, A Diary of Private Prayer by John Bile. Um, 
B-A-I-L-L-E, which is really interesting. That's been in print for I don't know how long, probably okay, 100 so years. When you're saying a journal of private prayer, are these prayers, is this a prayer, like a published prayer book, book, and then there are notes around that? Or is, yes. it, is it? I see. Okay. Yes. So like the Book of Common Prayer. And then someone writing in the margins of the Book of Common Prayer, or something. Well, like that. it's not about it's not it it's it's his diary. It's kind of like how he organized his prayer time, and so it's printed as a, an encouragement for us to see how other people pray and to for, to let that kind of you know stimulate our own uh, prayer practices. Interesting. It's like the one I've been reading by um, Neil Plantinga. Uh, oh yeah, the book of morning essays. and evening prayers, which I've talked about, I think for two two weeks in a row. It is so yeah, excellent, mm -hmm. um, and it's just I just did one last night, and it it's a page and a half, and it's just a Very prayer. Mm -hmm. You yep. can read it, you can pray along, and it's just yeah, I really it's it's a wonderful book. Mm -hmm. Was it hard for you to come to a prayer book? I mean, it's not it's not from your faith perspective, is it? No. No, in fact, when I was little, uh, because I grew up in the evangelical church, to me, written prayers were rote prayers, which meant that you didn't mean it. What? And so it was kind of so it was oh, yeah. cheating. Yeah, it was a little bit of cheating. What? You don't play, yeah. you don't think that now? No, I don't think that now. But I I thought that up until the time I was probably married. And it wasn't until after that I started looking into, I mean, there's such a oh tremendous God. tradition of yes, written prayer. Yeah, I mean, we beauty. don't have to even start with the Book of Common Prayer. I mean, no, they're no. even older. Uh, it, well, anyway, that, that was, book. Yeah, that was just a really uh, narrow-minded perspective on my part that I'm happy to say I left behind. I did not know. That's good. All right. Very nice, Kath. Uh, Thomas Cromwell and the, and the painting and uh, Anne Boleyn. Yeah, Okay, so are people going to be able to look at his prayer journal? Uh, eventually, it will be published, you know, just as you're saying as well. Yeah. Boy, that's interesting. Okay. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we've got uh, something ahead here. Ryan Burge is going to join us. Uh, he is a person of numbers, graphs, and charts. And an update about our faith, that's straight ahead. The Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, it's the ride home here in Word of Faith. 1.5 WORD. Has your family ever faced hunger at a level where their life was at risk or had little or no access to clean drinking water? For children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Word FM and Cross International is asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries to solve this crisis. A $62 one-time gift provides food, water, and also Bibles. You can get involved right now by calling 866 806 29 or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. We celebrate Independence Day in a couple of days, and to celebrate your 4th of July, might I suggest you head on down to the Spring House, and marsha has got something fabulous cooked up for you. Hey, Marsh, what's on the menu? Hi. Hi, John. Yeah, it's really exciting. I love the 4th of July. Such mm -hmm. a great holiday, and, and if you're not ready to crank that grill up, come on out and, and see us. We'll be having our annual 4th of July chicken barbecue where we'll be cooking on the open pit outside big beautiful um chicken quarters so breast and a and a um, wing or leg and a thigh all different um kinds like that and it has our secret butter vinegar sauce on it we'll be making all kinds of sides inside hot and cold like corn pudding and alabama vegetable casserole cabbage and noodles baked beans 
all kinds of good stuff that you can get with your chicken. Some people get chicken to take home and some people want to sit in a nice cool sun porch. The flower bed is beautiful this time of year. And then we're also going to be having breakfast in the morning. So if you want to just kick off your day with a big hearty breakfast, we have an amazing all you can eat breakfast from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then we'll follow that up with the with the meal and we'll be closing at five o'clock. And also the other thing is a lot of people love that day is that we have our homemade salads popping full. So a lot of people come and get, some people even bring their own bowl, but a lot of people get a bowl full Mm -hmm. of sweet and sour broccoli and baked potato salad and all kinds of good stuff for their own party. So it's a fun day. Sounds like a great day. God bless America. From our freedom and independence, maybe your freedom from the kitchen that day, head on down to the Springhouse. There's always something great on the menu, springhousemarket.com. Hey, Marsh, happy 4th to you. Thanks. You too, John. This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown. This year, we're celebrating 250 years of God's faithfulness, making us the oldest anything in Pittsburgh, older than any newspaper, school, or business. God was working here before the nation was founded. Join us for worship in the majesty of our grand sanctuary, Sunday mornings at 1045. God's not done with this great old church. God's not done with you either. I didn't think it was possible to meet someone like Susan. We just clicked after realizing we each have a strong sense of self and share the same core values in life. After taking our advanced personality test, Daniel and Susan matched on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for 50-plus singles who know what they want. Sign up today at silversingles.com slash meet. That's silversingles.com slash meet. Eight actors representing true customer testimonials. Names have been changed. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn, challenge, and grow, where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers who partner with parents, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees while they last at wordfm.com slash tuitions. One of the um, difficult things, I would say, about being a person of faith is oftentimes, like many things in life, there are no clear answers. Mm-hmm. You have to be a person of faith, of hope. And I think the mysteries of the faith, which befall a lot of people in your long journey as uh, you struggle uh, with what it is to be a believer, is the, the doctrine of the, uh, the Trinity. Uh, it's very complex. I think on its surface, people just, if you accept it, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there it is. But there are very deep and twisting entanglements within the doctrine of the Trinity. And um, just a while back, a couple of weeks ago, we invited uh, Father Tom Soroka, who is a, a priest here in the city of Pittsburgh in the Orthodox profession, um, tradition, I should say, uh, St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks. And so we want to delve back into the mystery of faith and talk with Father, Father Tom Soroka from a pre-recorded segment, why the doctrine of the Trinity is important. And here it is. The doctrine of the Trinity. What is it and why does it matter? Father Tom Sirocco is back with us. Tom's been a regular guest of us over the years. He's a pastor at St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks. Tom, welcome back. Hi, guys. 
Good to uh, hear you. Good Hope everybody's you. well. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Tom. Well, we were talking about the um, the subjects for today's show. I said, when you go into a Christian church now in 2023, you a lot of people understand the Trinity. Um, at least that it's a, it's a doc. They might not believe it, but they understand what the doctrine right. is. There was a time when the doctrine of the Trinity wasn't agreed on in the church. Um, do you want to take us back to that? Yeah, that's that's a very good point, Kath. I I think that sometimes um, we can sort of fall on some spectrum about the doctrine of the Trinity. And the reason I brought this up is because uh, in our Bible study that we're having tonight. We're studying Ephesians chapter 1, and it's this whole exposition on the Trinity. And I think that sometimes what happens is people either think, okay, this is too difficult to understand, so I'll just pay lip service to it, and I'll say, I believe in the Trinity. I just don't really understand it. Uh, You know, it's a mystery, three and one, one and three, et cetera, et cetera. Or they say, you know, it doesn't really matter because doctrine divides. And I guess what I would like to say is that it does matter, first of all, because it's biblical. Um, You are correct in that um, the idea of one God existing in three co-equal, co-eternal persons uh, is uh, a doctrine that was challenged at one time by a, a teacher, a priest named Arius. And what he said was that Jesus was not fully God, like God the Father, but rather that he was the highest of God's created beings. So you might hear like uh, Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses, they would uh, believe such a an, an error. However, for us as Christians, it's extremely important that we understand a couple of things. Number one, that the reason the Trinity is important is that it is biblical. For instance, um, in the Bible, right at the beginning, Genesis 1, right? God created Mm -hmm. the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form or void. And then it says, it says, his spirit was hovering over the face of the deep and God said, let there be light. So in the first few verses of the Bible, that is the Old Testament, you have a revelation of God the Father, God the Spirit hovering over the face of the water, and God the Word, the Son, because God says, let there be light. So there is this creative activity between the persons of the Trinity. Um, The second reason why this is very important is because it helps us understand who Christ is. And when Christ comes into the world, He says things uh, that really, in a way, got him killed uh, uh, by the authorities, by the Jewish authorities. He said that he and the Father are one. And sometimes people get a little bit confused on that because there are statements in the Bible that will say things like, I and the Father are one. On the other hand, for instance, in the end of Ephesians, which is the part that (coughs) we are on tonight, uh, It will say that God is the Father and God of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, if Jesus has a God, how is Jesus God? And that's 
very difficult for people to understand. So on the one hand, we have to believe that these persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, are co-equal, co-eternal persons that uh, share the same divinity from the Father. And that's how we can say that Jesus is the Son of the Father, and that God, his Father, is the God of Jesus Christ, because Jesus receives his divinity from his Father. So you can understand why people would say, well, you know, that seems to be not very clear. But if we look at all of the biblical evidence, we cannot come up with any doctrine but the Trinity. Father Tom Soroka is with us, the pastor of St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks, PA. Um, So everything that you're saying, Tom, is biblically supported, right? I mean, the creation account, let us make man in our image. Um, So, yeah, so the the Trinity is, um, is mentioned from the very first moments of uh, creation yeah. in, in the first and, book of the Bible. And, and some people will say, well, the Trinity is not a biblical doctrine because the word Trinity is not in the Bible. It was something that sure. was made up in, right. the, in the fourth century, right? Right. <clears throat> it's true that the word Trinity is not in the Bible, but there are many theological words that are not in the Bible. Right. And what we are trying to uh, assert is, and this is really the important point, is that we receive this truth from the mouth of Christ himself, who speaks on behalf of the Father, right? He says, all the words that I have, I speak not of my own will, but the will of the Father who has sent me. So every word that Jesus speaks is the truth from God the Father. So we have, for instance, this beautiful Uh, scene when Christ is baptized in the Jordan. And it says that when John, you know, uh, reluctantly baptizes Jesus, he goes into the water. And then it says when he comes out, there's a voice that people hear. It says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And then it says, They saw, John saw, the Spirit resting on him like or in the manner of a dove. And so that's like the one time that we see these three persons. And the the idea of person here is not a person like necessarily like you and I. When we think of human persons, we think of individuals. But here we are talking about these eternal operations of the one God, unique persons to be sure, but again, sharing the same divinity, not modalism, because modalism is the idea of sometimes God is the Father, sometimes God is the Son, sometimes God is the Holy Spirit. Here at the baptism, we see the Father, or hear the Father, we see the Spirit, we see the Son, all at the same time. Therefore, this God who is eternal resides in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Wonderful. And then as Jesus ascends into heaven and Pentecost comes, 
and then the spirit makes his presence known. You know, John, this is a very important point because Pentecost is coming. Uh, the celebration of Pentecost is coming uh, in about three weeks. And, you know, it's it's a very interesting doctrine because, first of all, the 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 New Testament especially does not say much about the Holy Spirit and does not say much about the divinity of the Holy Spirit. Nevertheless, what we learn of the Holy Spirit and and he is referred to as a person, right? Not a force, not a wind, uh, not some kind of impersonal power, but rather the person, the third person of the Trinity is that, and, and get this, when Jesus promises that he will send the Holy Spirit, he says this on the night before he dies to his apostles, he says, he says, I will send the Holy Spirit who proceeds from the Father. So we have two things going on there. Jesus sends the Spirit, but the Father proceeds the Spirit. The, the Father, in a way, um, just like the Word, the eternal Word, is begotten of the Father, the Spirit proceeds from the Father. It's kind of two ways. One, the Son is begetting. The, the second, the spirit is proceeding. This spirit has one task, <laughs> that is to enlighten the world about Jesus. His uh, job, if you will, his task is to bring to fruition all of the, the truth about Christ. And what theologians say, this is, this is uh, to me kind of mind-blowing, just like Christ is the image of the Father, the Holy Spirit is the image mm. of Christ because he is the one who brings uh, the truth about Christ to the world. But in a different form. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it, certainly, yes. Uh, he, he brings the truth about Christ in the way that the Spirit uh, manifests himself uh, you know, at in in Pentecost, we see tongues of fire and on the heads of the apostles. We hear the wind, right? And this is all to show the way the Spirit works, uh, works in a way that is much different from the Son. The Son has this redeeming uh, 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 job, well, yeah. right? He comes well, uh -huh. to take on human life, but the Spirit enlivens and gives life to those who believe in him. And so, Father Tom, uh, thank you, because um, when you first came in, you said, well, some people think it's confusing, but the way you presented it to us, I think you've belied the confusion. It's there, There's a, a deep clarity here. So thank you for that about uh, the misconceptions or the confusion about the Trinity in all of our lives. Well, thanks for allowing me to share a little bit. Um, this is an important doctrine, and, and we need to understand God fully in order to have a relationship with him. Amen to that. That's Father Tom Soroka. You can find him at St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks, which is a gorgeous place in appearance and in the spirit of the uh, congregation. Thank you, so. Father Tom. The world is ever-changing. Fashion Automobiles, news, turn around and the world is always it's, different. Everything's changed. However, God never changes. Mm -hmm. 
God is eternal. Transient, yes, life is. But if you're thinking about embedding yourself in the eternal truth of God and you're a young, soon-to-be college student, I would say, look at Grove City College. It's hard to think through these things. You know, it's hard to think through the news today. It's hard to think through issues that affect people, you know, issues of truth and justice and all and what it means to follow Jesus and be an intellectual person in the world. Um, you need a guide. You need mentors. You need professors that care about you, um, who know you and who are willing to speak into your life if asked. And uh, on a college campus, sometimes that type of mentorship is a hard thing to find. I'm into that. So if you're thinking about applying to colleges in this new semester, your son, your daughter, you yourself, where do you end up? Where do you spend four years of hard-earned study? We'd say Grove City College, the eternal truth of Christ. That is what's necessary for life to flourish. GCC.edu, Grove City College. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. Inflation is crippling American families, and the current administration sure isn't doing you any favors. It's times like these you need to find ways to spend less wherever you can. One easy way is switching your wireless service to Pure Talk. That's right. Veteran-owned Pure Talk is wireless for Americans by Americans. Instead of wasting their money on thousands of retail stores you'll never go into, famous actors you don't care about, or expensive perks you'll never use, they just want to save you money. In fact, Pure Talk saves the average family almost $1,000 a year, and the coverage is great. The most dependable 5G network in the U.S. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of high-speed data for just $30 a month. If you're ready to cut your wireless bill in half, dial pound 250 and say keyword spend less and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250 and say spend less and make the switch to Pure Talk today. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Air quality alert remains in effect. Partly cloudy tonight and humid with a thunderstorm in the area. Air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups. The low 65. Variable cloudiness tomorrow with thunderstorm or two. It'll be humid. Once again, air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups. The high 84. Variable cloudiness Sunday with a couple of heavy thunderstorms. They could be strong, maybe severe. It'll be humid with a high of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Alrighty. So is the mystery solved? Yeah, you, you good to go on the Trinity cam? Yeah, I got it yeah. all. All right. Figured out in my head, John. Don't you very, worry. Very nice and duty duty. Okay, so you're headed on vacation here, right? Yep. To the, it, it's not the beach. No. No. What is it? Uh, it's uh one of the rivers that feeds the Chesapeake Bay. Okay. So a large. This is the extended family. Twenty some plus people. Yes. How do you feel about that? Great. Good. I can't right. wait. We're super excited. But there's not going to be a lot of like, you know, 
downtime, is there? Oh, yeah. Well, there? there better be. <laughs> I mean, and you're or I'm going to be really pe- disappointed. But you're surrounded by people. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, there's, I, I mean, there's enough space at this place that we're going where okay. we're going to, you know, go off by yourself, read your book, do your thing. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. <laughs> Excuse me. Wait, I got a cough. <laughs> there we go. Listen, okay, so sorry. Um, so you uh, live in a house that are not meat eaters because your poor husband, he's, he's not able to do this well. Right. right. So he, my husband has colitis. So mm-hmm. he, uh, his particular brand of colitis is he cannot eat meat, chicken. Mm-hmm. He can eat fish. That's it. That's it. Right. So in solidarity with him and not make your husband suffer, you yourself are not eating meat, right? Right. Right. So, Me and my but, kids. So if you did, while you're on vacation, if you had some meat, it'd be like a little bonus. Like, oh, hey, I'm going to have a burger or a piece of a steak or something. A real bonus. Yes. Yeah. Do you get excited when a piece of meat comes your yes. way? Yes. Oh, do you though? Okay. Yes, I do. All right. Well, what's your take on hot dogs? You like a hot dog? Uh, I like a hot dog if it's grilled mm-hmm. only. If it's yeah. like any, if it's boiled, boiled microwaved, any, that is horrible. Yeah. I do like the charred thing on the outside of the hot dog. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. But does anybody boil hot dogs anymore? You think? I don't know. I mean, I right. think a lot of people nuke them. Boiled hot dog, nuke and them. I, I've never nuked a hot dog. Anymore. That's ter- it. Tastes awful. I'm sure it does. Yeah. And the but, texture I mean, is revolting. But you got to go a long way of awful to have a boiled hot dog, don't you think? Yeah, that when That's I rough. was little, that was That's a, what you had, like our hot dog. neighbor. Not no, not in our house, but uh, my neighbors. That was a daily thing. Daily. Yeah. Daily. It's what the kids ate. Boiled hot dogs. Yeah. All right. How about a corn dog? I don't like corn dogs. Neither do I. I don't no. have a taste for them. No. I not wish at all. I did because when you see someone like eating one of those, they it always looks, look happy. Yes, they always look happy. It's mm-hmm. like it's a little party. Yeah, it does. But the reality of it, I'm not sure about no. that. Okay, yeah. so I, I saw something in uh, USA Today, the bastion of journalism. <laughs> and uh, their question is Are hot dogs healthy or unhealthy? Well, I, mean, I think we I all think know the awful. answer to that. Or I'd be eating, I'd be grilling them all the time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. So they're saying it's complicated, complicated. All right? uh, well, how, how how complicated could it be? Okay. Here's here's the, here's what their deal is. Because it is meat, there's protein, right? Okay. Here's the healthy part. Whatever kind of meat that is, the mystery meat of a hot dog, right? That goes. That, that's the problem. But the bigger problem is the nitrates. Mm-hmm. The nitrates, uh, you know, is the uh, the food coloring and all the different things that mm-hmm. hold the hot dog together. Right. That's the unhealthy part. Yeah. Okay. So they're saying you're getting some meat, but you're also getting some, you know, artificial stuff thrown in there. You can get, you know, that you can get uh, hot dogs without nitrates uh, that's not processed, right? Really? Uh, yeah. Huh? Uncured okay. meat, right? Uh, instead of using nitrate, people who are using uncured meat, alternatives use a natural source of nitrate, such as celery juice. <laughs> well, so, I'm sure celery juice is healthier than a nitrate. Probably but... so. Yeah. So, you know, the um, the journalists at USA Today are saying this. It's always a good idea to read the labels and choose options with fewer additives whenever possible. Well, thank you so much. I mean, seriously, if I'm eating a hot dog, uh, you try to eat a, like a better brand of hot dog, but, you know, I hot, I'm happy to have a hot dog. It's the 4th of July. If it's right? the 4th of July, 
Joey Chestnut, right? You only live once. Let's go to Coney Island and do that hot dog competition. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. What do we do when people mistreat us? How do we respond? If we listen to the voices of the world around us, we will be no different than they are. God seems to have a different plan. Dr. David Jeremiah continues his series, The Tender Warrior, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 730 on 101.5 WORD. I have diabetes. I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I have asthma. I'm at risk, too. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a vaccine that can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Nefarious, the number one movie on SalemNow.com. Execution scheduled for 11 p.m. He's trying to convince us he's gone insane. I'm a demon. Here's what Kirk, Tatum, and Prager say about Nefarious. A modern-day screw tape letters. Teenagers especially should see it. It makes you think about the true nature of evil and scares the heavens right into you. It is a fascinating movie. It's absolutely gripping. Nefarious. Rated R. Watch it now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Supreme Court, obviously, right? Uh, and the incredible air quality here in western Pennsylvania. I think that's yeah. fair to say. Yeah, yeah. I think people are talking about uh, the absolutely crazy stuff. I mean, when you look outside and saw all of that. Holy smokes. It's just incredible. I, also, uh, the attempted coup in Russia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's been a busy week, has it not? Right? It has. All right. What was a conversation that made you think? Man, we had a lot of conversations this week. It was it was a good week for uh, for talk. Uh, mm-hmm. But I have to go back to Monday 
at 5.40. Uh, Bruce Ankoviak joined us. He's a, a law professor at St. Vincent College in Latrobe. And, of course, we're talking about uh, the Tree of Life massacre. And, um, you know, we're talking about the death penalty and the, the government's insistence on uh, going for the death penalty in this case. And, and what Bruce said to me really resonated. He said, essentially, that there has to be a line somewhere. Mm-hmm. That in society, there has to be a line. And clearly, this line has been crossed. And that's why the government is insisting that there is a death penalty as part of this conviction. So Bruce Ankoviak at uh, 540 on Monday really resonated with me. You yeah, that, that was a really good conversation. I picked uh, a Wednesday conversation uh, around 510 with Dr. Kurt Thompson. Mm. Uh, we've been talking about AI uh, in a lot of different uh situations, perspectives, incidences over the last six months or so. But it's the first time that we've talked about AI from the perspective of what it does to the person um, who's interacting with it. And boy, Kurt had such a fascinating perspective on that. It was va- it has so much depth to it. Yeah. Uh, I thought about it a lot. If, if you um, if you didn't hear that, the conversation with Kurt, or you miss the conversation with Bruce Ankoviak on Monday or anything else, you can always find our podcast, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. What are you reading? Uh, I'm reading uh, this. I may be reading this book until I'm um, 90. Uh, I'm reading the <laughs> David McCullough book on Truman. Um, and, you know, I got to be honest. Uh, it's it's maybe it's just me uh, or maybe it's just, you know, the phone. It has become increasingly harder as I get a little older to really sort of sit down and read for an hour or two straight, which I used to do, you know, like I'm, I'm talking about novels, right. you know, one source and, and a plow through it. I used to do that with great enjoyment. Now I, I'm 25 minutes, you know, half an hour into things and I go, okay, I got to stop. There's a different thing that's happened to my brain now because I'm used to sort of, you know, reading, you know, quick little hits. Yep. Twitter or whatnot, and the deep dive has become a little more difficult for me. So I'm committed to this. I'm just saying I see something in my mind here, my brain that's changed. But yeah. it's an excellent book. Uh, yeah, that's that rewiring of our brains that we've talked about. Uh, yeah, true. sure, absolutely. It's happened to everybody. David McCullough, um, true. everybody who uses a phone, at least. Uh, I am reading uh, Portrait of an Unknown Woman by Daniel Silva. Now, when I say reading it, I mean I have read page one, uh, but I'm taking it on my vacation with me. And I've never read a a single uh, book by Daniel Silva, who's a multiple time New York Times bestselling author. So I'm I'm eager to to like report back on it. Well, well, tell me, how was that first page? It was really good. (laughs) (laughs) What did you eat? My wife does this thing. Um, well, she'll go out and buy like chunks of food and then break it down and then distribute it to to people. So this week uh, she went to Costco and she bought three of those rotisserie chickens and then some other assorted chicken. And she made this incredible chicken salad, which uh, is fabulous. And then we've got barbecue chicken and yada, yada. And then she, you know, she makes like seven or eight different meals and then goes out and distributes it. So in our house this past what, distributes week, distributes it to what? To, like to, to people in the church and, oh, and, and, got and things it. like okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so this week we've been eating a lot of chicken because she bought that in bulk and every meal she go, you good for chicken? I'm like, uh, what am I going to say? No. You're so right. Ju- exactly. I say yes. And so I've been eating a lot of chicken in That's... a lot of different varieties. <laughs> God bless her. Uh, yesterday, I got pepperoni rolls from Mancini's, uh, Penn Avenue in the Strip District, 
do yourself an immediate favor and get one because what? we we had them for dinner last night. They're so delicious. A pepperoni roll. It comes with a uh, marinara sauce. It comes with a ranch. And you just sit there and love your life. Nice. Okay. I like that a lot. What did you watch? Oh, uh, we we started watching. Uh, well, let me say one thing. Turner Classic Movies. Yeah. TCM. Yeah. Yeah. It's the greatest television channel in the history of television. It is the greatest channel in the history of television. Okay. Now, there's reports this week that, you know, the top executives at Turner were getting fired. There was this huge upheaval of people. You know, anyway, we're watching that always. But I'm watching something called Five Came Back. And it's a fascinating documentary on Netflix about five directors, John Ford, Frank Capra, um, you know, these iconic directors who went and served with their cameras in World War II. Mm. They documented it was essentially the beginning of documentary filmmaking. And then they came back and informed the American public. It turned people's hearts and minds to the war in a really good way. Five came back. Excellent documentary. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds really good. Um, I, uh, watched something called three pines, which is an Amazon show in, uh, several different, uh, seasons. Mm -hmm. So that like each season has two episodes. So it's a story based on a book series by Louise Penny, um, about kind of a small town in Quebec. So the same characters are in each book for the most part. And, uh, there's one inspector who is played by Alfred Molina. And he does such an incredible job in nice. this show. I mean, he is he is a master in the show. He really is. Um, if you want a mystery series that has a lot of thought-provoking elements to it, check yeah. out Three Pines starring Al Molina. Uh, it is on Amazon Prime, streaming for free if you have Prime. Very and nice. then, of course, check out the book series by Louise Penny. Good. Hey, wait, before we move forward, I, let me just say one more thing. Uh, tomorrow, July 1st, is the beginning of the Tour de France. Uh, it airs daily live starting around 6 or 6.30 a.m. It's the greatest event in sports history. Uh, I would highly recommend that you tune in. That's all. What hacked you off? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I'm hacked off. I'm just sick of being sick. Right. That's all. I just, let me, a personal aside, I'm sick of being sick. So uh, I praise the doctors and their care and all that, but man, oh man. I mean, I, I God bless anyone who is suffering with long-term illness. I've been so fortunate in my life to be so healthy, but uh, something like sickness just drags you down yep. and guts your psyche. It truly does. So it's giving me a greater appreciation, of course, always for my health. But for those who are suffering with those long-term chronic illnesses, God bless you. For sure. The thing that hacked me off this week is the same thing that hacked me off last week, which is the oh. fact that we went out to hear live music. And after the music was over, we wanted to go, you know, get something to eat get something to drink, talk about the concert, that sort of thing. Nothing's open. Nothing's open. Nothing is open past 11 o'clock. Go to Sheets and just, get a hot dog. I, it's just, <laughs> it's tragic. I know restaurants can't get people to work there. I get all that, but I just, I, I, mm -hmm. ask me off. What was the best news you heard this week? Okay, this is not really news. But, uh, you know, it, the counterpoint to my sickness has been these hawks in my backyard. I've got these two hawks, like these two, I'll put in air quotes, baby hawks. They're not babies. They're gigantic. They're killing machines. But a parent has been teaching them life skills of a hawk. 
So I'm I, firsthand. It's right out my window. Right, I'm sitting at my picnic table out there, and you're watching these little babies. And unfortunately, they're catching chipmunks and rabbits and squirrels and whatnot, and they are going to town. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my backyard is like Johnny Garneau's smorgasbord. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's wild, and they are things <laughs> of beauty to behold. That's my best uh, news. All right, best news is I'm going on vacation next. Yay, good for you. What have you been listening to? Okay, um, I've been listening to this. I sort of come and go with this. Um, Woody Guthrie, who I would say, you know, uh, one of the greatest American songmen. It is a very particular style of folk music. But this song was a reaction to Kate Smith's God Bless America, because everywhere Woody Guthrie went in the the 1940s and 50s, he heard God Bless America. And he produced this song instead, which is more of a working man song about the, the travails of what it is to be alive in America in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. But here's this. This land is your land, and this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. Uh, do yourself a favor. I mean, check out what he got through at some point. He influenced the, you know, uh, Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, any number of singer-songwriters. Woody Guthrie, This Land is Your Land. Kath? All right, and this is uh, something different that I was checking out this week. It's Dorothy Donegan. She is killing it. I never heard of Dorothy really? Donegan until this week. The and I have, yeah, and I have become a huge fan. So check yeah. out Dorothy's. We leave our segment. <sighs> Summer is here. Time to fire up the grill and raise your new custom motorized shades from Blinds.com. Save 40% site-wide right now during our 4th of July Spectacular. We've got everything from Roman and roller shades to shutters, curtains, and more. Plus outdoor shades to keep your deck and patio cool for summer hangouts and backyard barbecues. Talk to a Blinds.com design expert today and get samples shipped directly to you, fast and free. Need help with measuring and installation? We've got you covered there, too. And there's no need for an in-home consultation just to get a quote. You always get upfront pricing right on our website. With Blinds.com, you never have to sacrifice when it comes to style, service, or selection. Plus, you can rest easy with our 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop Blinds.com's 4th of July Spectacular happening now through July 5th and save 40% site-wide plus doorbusters. 40% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics. 
but a strong Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Well, this is a very busy weekend, of course, 4th of July weekend. And uh, there are things aplenty to do if you're inclined to get out and about. Now, uh, a fair warning, if you go downtown this weekend to Liberty and Penn Avenue, especially on Saturday at 2 o'clock, the furries will be out in full flourish. Uh, They'll be having a a parade starting at 2 o'clock, and then at 3 o'clock, there's a a block party as well. So if you're a friend of the furries, that's the place to go, all right? Uh, CLO is presenting Into the Woods uh, down at the um, Benedum Center. Uh, Steven Stonheim musical, fabulous, uh, based, of course, uh, on the Grimm Brothers fairy tales. It's an excellent Do you like that show? Uh, It's okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I love Sondheim. Okay. Have you seen it? No. Oh, so yeah, it's worth seeing for sure. It doesn't sound interesting to me. I, can, I get it. All right, it's okay. <laughs> All right, uh, the Westmoreland Arts and Heritage Festival, Thursday through Sunday. The festival is ranked number 78 in the nation and number four in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, 49th edition at Twin Lakes Park in Greensburg. Also, this is the weekend for the Big Butler Fair. I mean, this is gigantic, the Big Butler Fair. It draws 100,000 people. It opened this morning in Prospect for nine days of food, Fireworks, carnival rides, games, demos, uh, derbies, truck pools, concerts. Friday night is bike night with the Kentucky-based Southern rock band Blackstone Cherry. Cover band Sixth Gun starts at seven o'clock. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. You ever been there? Yeah. Oh, I like it. Super uh, fun. Happy to go. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, oh, the symphony is very busy this weekend. Three different programs over three different days. Of course, downtown at Heinz Hall. That's a lot going on. All right. Also, news came today that Alan Arkin passed away at the mm. age of 89. John, I knew his name, but couldn't figure out what I would have known him from. So I had to look him up. But you're a big yeah. fan. I love that. Stage Alan Arkin. actor. Uh, his, uh, stage actor. Initially, the uh, first time Alan Arkin appeared on Broadway, uh, uh, he was in a play called uh, Enter Laughing. Uh, which was a, a Mel Brooks production. He won a Tony Award. This is way back in the wow. early 60s. Um, but from then, though, he had a gigantic movie career. He's one of those guys, you know, um, it, it's streaming right now is um, Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin, the Kaminsky Method. Mm-hmm. Is it? Right. Yeah, yeah that, that stars him. Yeah. But any number of films. That, he was know, in Argo more recently, yeah. which was the Ben Affleck film, which is... Uh, I, I'm not a fan of Ben Affleck, but boy, he did such a great job with that film. He won an Oscar maybe five years ago for uh, Little Miss Sunshine, which is an mm-hmm. interesting film as well. But I mean, if you if you looked at Alan Arkin on uh, you know IMDb or whatnot, I mean, sort of like you know the canon of movies from especially you know early '70s or late '60s up until today. Passed away at 89, lived a great life, an actor's life in every conceivable way. Had three sons, and they're all actors as well. Alan Arkin, sadly missed. All right, that's us for the weekend. Have yourself a great one. Kath, enjoy your vacation. 
We'll see you when you get back. See and, you soon, uh, friends. God bless America. Happy Fourth of July. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.